Perak Yud Mishnah Hey. We learned in Mishnah Aleph that if a man is married to multiple wives, upon his death they collect their ksubas in the order in which they marry. The first wife gets to collect first, then the second, etc. So in the event that there's only enough in the estate to pay for the first wife's ksuba, only she will be paid her ksuba because her ksuba obligation was created first. Our Mishnah adds another detail to this ruling, and that is, Misha Yenasei Arba Nashiv Say person was married to four wives, and then he died, so it triggers the Iksuba obligations. As we learned in Mishnah Aleph, the order of collection is in the order that they got married. So, Harbishonu Kademus Lishnia, the first wife, collects first, Lishnia Lishlishis, Lishlishis Lerviyas, then the second, then the third, then the fourth, they collect in the order that they got married. Before she can actually collect, if the second wife demands it, the first wife will be required to swear that she wasn't already paid the ksuba. Because uh, this matter directly affects the second wife. Because you know, it's possible that after the first wife collects, there won't be enough property in the estate for the second wife to get her ksuba. So it concerns her, she has the right to have the first wife swear she wasn't paid already. And the same goes for the second wife. For she collects, the third can demand, you must swear first to you, weren't paid the ksuba already, the same goes for the last two wives, the fourth wife can make the third wife swear the same thing. She wasn't already paid the ksuba, but once we're up to the fourth and final wife, she can simply collect her ksuba from the estate without any oath requirement since the preceding three wives already collected their ksubos. So, first opinion argues that none of those wives have any basis to compel the fourth wife to swear before collecting her ksubo. However, ben nana somer, nana says not true. He argues, Just because she's last, she should gain, get a special treatment, and not have to swear. But nana says, not true. The fourth and final wife, too, must swear before she collects her ksuba. Meaning any one of the three preceding wives can compel her to do so. Let's say, before you collect, you must swear. Why do they have a right to do that? Because in the opinion of Ben Nanos, in the event that some other person contests the ownership of one of the properties when the preceding wives collect, he says, uh, this never belonged to your late husband. He stole it from me. And so that the victim, if you can prove that, will, of course, seize the land from that wife. Well, now what's that wife going to do? There's nothing left in the estate. But there would have been left over, of course, had the fourth wife not collected her ksuba. So in this way, the fourth wife's collection does affect the three preceding wives. Therefore, they have the right to compel the fourth wife to swear before collecting her ksuba. However, the first opinion, the Chachamim and the Mishnah, are of the view that it's not true. The fourth wife's collection will not adversely affect the preceding three wives because in the event that someone contests the late husband's ownership of one of those preceding fields, that wife, let's say it was wife number two, turns out that the field never belonged to the estate, so she'll lose her field. She would then have the right to simply seize the field from the fourth wife if there's nothing else in the estate based on her prior lien. But Bananas is of the opinion that, no, it's true that this wife has an earlier lien, but the halach is that once the fourth wife already collected her ksuba, 
this doesn't give the earlier wife, the second wife, let's say, the right to now take that back from the fourth wife. Having an earlier lien only gives the person a right to collect first, but not to say, oh, you, a later creditor who already collected, I'm going to take that from you now because I lost the land I collected and it doesn't go that far. Therefore, the fourth wife's collection affects the preceding wives and as a result, uh, they, the preceding wives, have the right to compel the fourth wife to swear before collecting her ksuba. The mission now discusses how you yotzos kulom biyomechot. Let's say these four wives produce their ksubos. We read the ksubos, and it turns out they were all produced on the same day. They all got married on one day. They were all written on one single day. But the case is, they not only wrote the day of the writing, but the hour of the writing. And these ksubos were written at different hours of the day. The Mishnah says, We would continue to apply a system of precedence in that the order of collection would follow the chronological order of the writings of these ksubos. The Mishnah adds, And that's how the ksubos were written in Yerushalayim, the custom there was to not only specify the day, but the hour. Thus, you would have this potential situation even though the Ksubas are all on the same day, there's still a system of precedence based on the specific hour of each Ksuba. The mission then says, But if all the Ksubas had not only the same day, the same hour, or if there's no hour in there at all, and let's say the estate only has one month, 100 Zuz, to go around, and you can't have a Ksuba that's less than 100 Zuz, in such a case, being that by definition, all the Ksubas have a lean on that full month, that full 100 Zuz, they would equally divide that one mana of the estate.